0: Is there a space in your house or where you work that just drives you crazy because you can't figure out how to keep it free from clutter or how to just get it organized and keep it that way? If so, you are not alone and you're in luck because we are talking with Eunice and Francis, founder and owner of Go Goddess Organizing. And guys, she's here to save the day. She is going to break it down and teach us a few things about getting our spaces clean and clear so that we can feel the same way and in alignment with that oh, that energy that we all need to just be clear-headed in our minds, bodies, and spirits. I am so excited for this conversation. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome back to the Something to Bless podcast with me, your host, Barbara Gian at barbaraguien.com. Happy Halloween to all you fanatics out there. I am not a fan of this holiday or this day. It's just never been my thing. I like seeing all the kids in costumes and I like adults and kids who have funny costumes, especially. That's my favorite thing. But yeah, this is just not for me. We live in a home where we really are on the side of the street that we don't have a true neighbor to the left or right of us, and it's very empty and very dark, so I don't have to give out candy um, and answer the door every five minutes, which I'm thankful for because that gets exhausting and expensive. You know, these bags of candy now are like $55 for a bag. It's ridiculous. Isn't everything, though? So I'm a little, um, I'm a little excited this year because I can just relax and not worry about all that. But I hope you guys have fun. I hope you and the kiddos have fun out there and enjoy this day Um, because like I said, I know there's a lot of people who just are crazy about this day. I'm just not one of them. Okay, we are talking to Eunice and Francis today. She's so fun and she's so amazing and she just knows her stuff. Um, she's going to give us some great tips on decluttering and uh, keep staying organized and some new perspectives too, some different ways um to think about maybe why we are the way we are when it comes to possessions and consuming and keeping things um, and holding on to things. Uh, There's some good insights that she shares and that we talk about in our conversation. So I'm excited for you to hear from her. Before we jump into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor. This show is brought to you by the 52 Always Faithful Prayer Devotional. This journal and devotional is a great way for you to just kind of get a head start in the week, jumpstart your Your time with God, some key scripture. There are pages for you to write out your gratitude, your prayer requests, and your declarations. We all need a declaration as often as possible, just to empower us and uplift us for the day. So you can always find the link for that in the show notes. All the links are in there. Thanksgiving is coming up. You don't need to wait for Christmas to buy a gift. Give a gift for Thanksgiving. What better day to show your gratitude for somebody and surprise and delight them because it's an unexpected day to receive a gift. All right. That is that. Let's get into this conversation. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Hi. Well, you know what? I I actually really want to start with your name because it's such a unique name. So I want to know more about the story
1: behind that. Is there a story? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a huge story. (laughs) Oh yeah. So Unison, my parents were just total hippies and they wanted their family to be together and their house to be filled with music. And my dad had written a poem called Unison. And when you ask my parents, you know, I asked them, like, did you have another name picked out if I was a boy? And they're like, no, we just knew. (laughs) So I'm unison. I wonder if it would have been unison whether it was a boy. Uh, Yeah, maybe. And then actually, Francis is my middle name. So that's the family name. And that's my mother's middle name and her mother's middle name. And it goes back. So so Francis is my middle name. And I have siblings and I tell people jokingly, you know, that my sister is Melody and that my brother is dissonance, but that's not true. They are Mark and Teresa and same parents, same everything. It was just that they're six years and eight years younger than me. And my parents were like, oh my God, we have a child now. (laughs) So it's, yeah, but they really got their that. wish with me, you know, as a, you know, filling the house with music. I actually, songwriting is one of my passions. And and before I did what I did here, I was a music teacher for 22 years. Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite instrument or what did you teach? I would
1: say voice. I I, I was a choir teacher and I teach music theory and rock band is what I was teaching wow. at the end. But but I love, I have a big love for big show choirs and big classical choirs. That is so fun. Yeah.
0: And so that's what you did up until what you're doing now.
1: Yes, exactly. Up until the Uh, pandemic. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So you're kind of like me. I switched what I was doing right around that time too. Okay. Let's jump into that then. I know we did talk a little bit about this. Well, what's funny is when we first talked about you coming on the show, it took me a second to think, okay, how can I connect this to my audience and to my topic? And pretty quickly, I realized at the very beginning of my show, when I first launched it, I kind of modeled it after one of my mentors who has these six pillars and her platform is re- redefining wealth. But before anybody can be financially wealthy, there's a lot of other things that have to kind of be in place personal on a personal level. And one of them is your space and your ability to be organized and clutter free because that ties in to your mind and your, your state of mind. And so tell us what you do. And then I know you just mentioned it kind of came about during the pandemic, but tell us why or how you you went into this field.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. So I'm Unison Francis and I'm the founder of Go Goddess Organizing. I help women kick the clutter in their homes. And I am a professional organizer and I went ahead and got certified as that during the pandemic because I would consider myself, I mean if you can see me, you know, with the cupcake earrings and the everything the pink hair, I'm a very bubbly person and I enjoy being on the more positive side of things. And then during the pandemic, everything got ripped from under everybody, right? I mean, I was so happy in my career. I was working at a performing arts school. I was one of four music teachers. And and then we went virtual. And I had two small children at home at the time. I think my boys were three and four during the pandemic. And a lot fell on my shoulders. Full-time, now teaching completely virtually, while my three- and four-year-old are running around, while my husband is working his career in the other room, and the household was on me, and the food, and just making sure everything was safe in a world that didn't feel safe anymore. I lost some of the joy of teaching music and music was always a joy for me. And I just realized I was getting deeper and deeper into a hole myself and looking at the videos of me teaching at that time, there was like a darkness on my face that I don't even recognize that person. And I was, I was depressed. I was not feeling well. And <clears throat> I craved alone time and there was none of that. And so I just started on my own decluttering journey really like i know a lot of people did this too i wasn't alone but i really started unpacking some of the boxes in the garage and some of the things that i had not gone through in a long time i was looking to create space in the garage for me to do some puzzles and for the boys to hang out i was really had a, a a goal but what was happening was actually i was unpacking and unpeeling back layers of, of of emotions and things that I didn't even know were there. But, and I wasn't even—I'm not even really talking about like unpacking boxes of you know deceased relatives or anything like that. It was just. I started feeling lighter as I had less and we were we we set up the garage as an extra playroom. We did set up a puzzle in the middle. We raised the garage doors and the boys would ride their bicycles around in circles. I changed the gra- garage into almost an office for me and I just started feeling like myself again. And then you know the world opens back up, we go back to work and I didn't have the same joy teaching music as I did before. I had I started thinking, what if I did something different for the next chapter? What if I was able to bring this joy to some women, other women who are feeling stuck or down? And that's when I just, I got my certification as a professional organizer. And I started really studying the energetics around our stuff and how it affects us. Feng shui and just really like my own personal experience. And I didn't come up with the name for my business probably until two years in, because for me, it was a process of unburying myself, you know, who I thought other people, what I should look like, what I should act like as a teacher, you know, that was a whole wardrobe switch. Or what was bringing me joy, you know, the things that people had given me or the or the things that I wanted to put on and adorn my body with. So really digging down deep into who I was and shedding the other stuff that didn't matter has brought me a lot of joy and and created a lot of time, space, and energy in my own home and in my own family. And that's what I want to give to everyone I know. I
0: love that. There's there is such an energy. We did talk about this uh, a few days ago about the energy that's tied to just keeping yourself organized. I know that in the past, whenever I get my kitchen really clean, oh, I just I just stand there and I admire it. I'm just like, like it just feels so good, so freeing, right? And it allows you to think more clearly. And I don't know. I've I've tried to make sense of how I so easily get rid of things. I have no attachments to most of the physical things in my home. I mean, I have been like a, I mean, people just trip out. They're like, you just bought that or, and I try not to be wasteful. Now I try to purchase differently, but before I would just easily get rid of clothing or furniture pieces or you name it. I had no problem getting rid of it. I get tired of things, but I don't like a lot of stuff. And so for people who have just stuff from, you know, decades ago and just can't let it go. What have you come to learn about those attachments with people?
1: Yeah, it is really, it is very much tied to, Oh, there's this beautiful rainbow outside right now. Oh my oh. gosh. I don't know if you can see it. I, I wish I could see it. You. it. I don't wow. see it yeah. you know, we are tied to our things with this, like I call it an energetic cord or a bond that we can't see and You know, sometimes it's tied to childhood traumas, childhood, how we grew up, what the belief system of our parents were, what we were not programmed to believe, but what, you know, the values that we grew up with. And if you grew up without a lot, I grew up thinking that everyone got the block of cheese from the government, you know, and my house had wheels. My hand
0: is raised, (laughs) yeah.
1: You know, my my house was on wheels and, and it was like everything I wore... Nothing was name brand, you know, and and so when I started making more money, and this is a lot of women in our age bracket, when we started making our own money and became successful, we could buy. And so we did. I bought for myself to fill that void that had been there, you know, not having those name brands and things like that. And then I also found that I was buying, and a lot of my clients do this too. We buy for our children in excess because we didn't have that toy when we were little or someone told us, oh, no, that's too expensive over and over and over again. Well, now I can't afford anything for my kids. And when they ask, it has to come from a different place of, no, we can't afford that. No, we can't afford that. So healing that child wound, right, or just even looking at it and saying, you are worthy, these are the three words that are magical and, you know, show up a lot for my clients. You are worthy to have what you want and your children are worthy. And then realizing, okay, I am worthy to have as much as I want. And then on the other end, excess, having too much of something, how that ruins You know your experience as well. Now, some people grew up in that state. So it's finding the balance and finding like what I think you have found is the flow, creating the environment. You have such a beautiful room that you're in right now, creating the area that brings you joy, right? That lights you up, that inspires you. And then when you are done with something, letting it go and flow, letting it go and flow because we want to create space for what we want to bring in next.
0: Mm, Yes. And that's a newer idea to me as well.
1: Mm-hmm. The moving it out. I always say the move it out to manifest. You know, sometimes when we don't know, when I don't know my next step, what I want to do with my business, what I want to do with my family, what do I want to do with anything? I need to create some space around that. So just cleaning, just for me, that works, you know, like, like really putting things away and putting things in order creates space to call in what you want next. It's like, if you were looking for a new relationship, you know, if you're unhappy in a current relationship, you have to let that go. You have to let the relationship go and close it completely to create the space for the new partner. Right? In it, I mean, that's, it gets messy if you don't.
0: Right. It does. Okay. So a couple things. When we talked, I'm going to keep going back to our brief, but it was just a a juicy conversation. And I Uh wanted to save most of it for today. But you did mention something about the way you grew up and something that your dad said about cleanliness. So can we talk about that?
1: Oh, yes, this is huge. So it goes back like I was just saying how we grow up affects so much how we are now, right? And how we treat our children, it's it's this like cyclic effect. Well, my father actually was raised by nuns. He he grew up in a home for children in New York City in the Bronx. And so he was raised by nuns and he had very little. He had very little things, right? Obviously. And every Saturday was cleaning day. Every Saturday was, that's the day you get things done. And so that is how he raised us as well, because that's what he knew. And it's, you know, it was not like wake up and watch a bunch of cartoons with cereal. It was like, you wake up and you do your list before, responsibility before privilege kind of thing, you know, and, and you get it done. And, and so that's how we started every weekend was getting all of the chores done. And my dad was very militant about it. He also went into the army and so, and he was, he's the funniest guy. He's still with us. So he's hilarious. He would come in and I'm talking, I'm super small. And he would come in with a white glove and like, whoosh, you know, at the top of the door and it would be completely dusty. There's no way a four-year-old could even reach to that, but it was hilarious that he would that. He would do the, the finger swipe. Oh yeah, on the top of the door, just as a joke, you know, as a joke. And then he would he would like try to bounce quarters off of our beds, you know, just as like just joking. He was always very funny about it, but we always knew that there was there was order to things. And in fact, my father actually he was like Mister Mom because he had epilepsy. My father had epilepsy. So my my gender roles, my home roles were reversed. My mother was a nurse and she worked nights and, and she worked very hard. And then my father did most of the domestic responsibilities and just child rearing and things like that. So I grew up with Mr. Mom. And you know, what's interesting is one thing I run into now is a lot of my clients are drowning in paperwork, drowning in paperwork from their children, either school paperwork, art paperwork, things they don't ever want to throw away from their, what their kids created. And kids create you know, a scrap of paper every four minutes if you let them. And my brother and sister and I were talking the other day about how my dad never saved really too much of the artwork that we did. And my brother brought up an interesting point. You know, He's like, no one saved his. He didn't know that that was a thing. We're like, wow. We do what we learned, you know, so much.
0: It's so fascinating when you have those realizations.
1: Yeah, where, where we can break the cycle. You know, my parents met in New York City. They weren't happy with their situation. And they moved as far across the country as you could get, started a family and started doing things differently. But there's still these things that, you know, make us us. And yeah. it's beautiful. But yeah, my dad always says, cleanliness is next to godliness. So we just, you know, we kept that going. And I want to say like, you know, going to college and things, you know, oh, you like you push it off, your floor becomes messy, things like that. But in the long run, my dad's right. I think that the cleanliness being next to godliness idea, you know, when you pray, when you manifest, you have that pipeline open. And when things are cluttered and being of a distraction to you, you can't focus as much on your prayer, on what you're calling in. So clearing out, it's the whole reason I think that, you know, there's the, the vow of poverty or the monks not having a lot of distractions of physical things. It's like the closer you want to be to that connected source, the less physical belongings are important and the less to have. I
0: love that so much. And it's nature. It's Mother Nature, right? You go out and it's just the things that are necessary that are around you and that surround you and that allow you to connect with God. And I actually just had a thought. How was it with your husband? Were you guys on the same page with this way of living and having and consuming? Or how has that changed. changed?
1: I'm going to, I will address that. I want to go, I want to back up a little bit to something you just said about nature, because nature is such a beautiful teacher, you know, like a tree Mm -hmm. every season, she lets go. She lets go of her leaves when they are no longer of service, you know, and that letting go just feeds the soil. And then for us, when we want those rose bushes to look even more beautiful, we cut them, we prune them to a point that looks crazy. You know, we pull back so much. We prune things down for them to grow. So nature's our our teacher too when it comes to to decluttering. That's perfect. I love that. Yeah. So it's funny that you had mentioned my husband because I think he just walked out of his office. So now he's going to hear me talking about him. No, he's he's so great. He he does love to save things. And in fact, my biggest tease of him <laughs> he's a tech guy, right? And he'd like, but sentimentally holds on to his college, like computer textbooks. So it's just funny. I mean, he has a little shelf that he, you know, has those on and I, you know, he hasn't touched those in forever. And I'm sure all of the information is about floppy disks and things like that. Right. (laughs) You know, that's, but it's funny that you had mentioned, because I think that when I started this journey too, I read, I'm going to call her the godmother. I've read Marie Kondo's book, you know, the I magic. I knew you were
0: going to throw out her name at some point.
1: Yes. Right? Marie yeah. Kondo. I mean, she's so fantastic. And when I started reading her stuff, I realized that everything that I wanted to get rid of in my house was actually my husband's. So I was like, let to read this together. I would actually say out of the two of us, he's neater than I am. I'm not saying I'm always neat but but everything has its place you know it's like sometimes things explode he says i when i walk in the door sometimes i explode my purse goes my pants go you know just everything everything goes, goes yeah <laughs> but but it's about things having i don't keep a show home i keep a real home so things having a place to go back to and in and fitting there is what's really important to me he doesn't declutter as much as I do, you know, but he has his space. He has his office. And that's not my concern. That's his. Yeah. Energetically though, this is interesting. I I don't think I've talked about this yet. Energetically when we first got together, I moved into his home. And this was a home that he had shared with his ex-wife. And I felt that deeply. I felt that I was coming into a home that had been already established as another, you know, someone else's marriage. So I made it a conscious decision, you know, I will move into this home. However, I am going to make it, I'm going to leave my stamp here. I'm here now. You know, I, we're, we're married. So I'm a second wife. What, what changes? And we completely gutted the master bedroom. I mean, floors, trim, wallpaper, everything gone, repainted it. That was my first project. Repainted, did the lights, redid the closet, like everything. And then systematically I did that in like every room. I've knocked down walls in this house. house. I think, what was it? That was the last thing to go. Man, like a a couch or something was like the very last thing. He's like, that's it. That's the last thing I shared with this other person. He was open to giving me that. I needed that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. And so that was, that was really great for us. And I love this home. I love everything about it. I think had I known at the time, maybe, you know, and this wasn't on my radar at the time, but like maybe I would have said some prayers or done some sage or something at that time. But I knew for me, I wanted to change everything. So- and you did. He's like, go for it. Here's the sledgehammer. Wow.
0: No, that's really amazing how you can. You can gut and change and redo and it's all
1: new. When it's all new, you know, if you move into someone else's home, it's like their energy is there too. You kind of feel it, right? So you move into a new space. You do you. You want to make it your own, right? There's something about that. And I think it's a very feminine energy thing. I don't know how, like my husband wouldn't feel like he needs to make a space his own really, you know, but we are driven to make a home beautiful that I know. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make it my own. And I want people to walk in the door and go, oh my gosh, this looks just like you. This feels like you. I feel comfortable here. I know this is your home and um, I want to be surrounded by beautiful things that I love. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about that with just your
0: personal taste in fashion. You're very, what would you say? You're very, I don't know if eclectic is the
1: right word. Yeah, yeah, bubbly, eclectic, like adventurous.
0: (laughs) Yeah. When you walk into a room, everybody takes notice. And the last time we had a meeting, you came in looking all just perfect and beautiful. And you mentioned that you just came back from doing somebody's garage. And we're like, excuse me, is that how you work on somebody's house looking like that? Like the goddess, right? But that's the name of the business. Tell us about how you did come up with that name. I know you said it didn't come right away. How did Mm -hmm. you come up with that name?
1: Yeah, I really gave my um, business time to breathe. And I just, you know, as I started the business, people who were hiring me knew me or they were referring to me. So I didn't even really need a business name. It wasn't until I decided to kind of go with, okay, now I'm going to put a website up and I'm going to, you know, start driving traffic that I wanted to. And I wanted something that spoke to the feminine because, and we'll talk about this too, if you're open to it, but how clutter affects women so much differently than it does men.
0: Yeah, let's you know, talk about
1: that. I learned this actually from a, a relationship expert. Her name was Allison Armstrong. So I want to give credit where credit is due. But she she talks about how back in the caveman and cavewoman times, right? So we're talking way back. These are This is in us. And how men are single focused. They will see the deer, hunt the deer, kill the deer, eat the deer. Honey, where are my keys? I don't know. You know, it's like they come in, they see one thing and they, their task, boom, oriented. Women are diffuse. The feminine is diffuse awareness, right? They're single focused. We're diffuse awareness. We have to see all of the berry bushes, know which one's ripe, know which one Susan took all the berries off of, know which one's poisonous, know where the kids are, know where the bear is, know, you know, if the fire is going. So we have the ability to see so much broader what's going on. Now in our modern day caves, that could be the beds unmade, the pillows on the couch are need to be judged, the sheets are in the dryer, there's dishes in the sink. So we have this like mental load going, like the feminine has a mental load that the masculine doesn't. It's just different.
0: Makes it's just different. Sense. And
1: we, we complement each other so much, but that's what makes our environment affect us so much. When there's clutter in a room, my husband doesn't care. I care. And it is driving me absolutely batty until I take care of it. And sometimes nothing else can get done until I take care of that pile of laundry, right? It's just like, it's, it's paralyzing and it affects some women a lot more than others. It, like I said, paralyzing or gets them stuck, you know? So, so that is, that's why I wanted to cater to women so much because I know that the mental load is so consuming. And I want to give them a space where they can relax and rejuvenate. So the goddess came from really, you know, like God is within all of us. And from the feminine, that's why I went with goddess, but really clearing out the things to unbury that goddess within. Find that God within you by kicking the stuff that doesn't matter away. So there's a lot that doesn't matter that we are. Doing all the time. But I wanted to just focus on the physical home. That's where my specialty is. That's where I found my joy. And that's what I'm able to walk into a room and say, you know, let's fix this so you feel better. So I knew I wanted to work with women and I wanted to help them unbury themselves, unbury themselves, and really discover that goddess. Or that power within them to do something different, to do something more than just cleaning their house all the time or getting stuck in that loop. So, yeah. So it's also part, part go, go gadget, you know, like it just kind of seemed like that was fun to me. And the go is kind of like a battle cry. So it's part cheerleader, part battle cry, go, goddess, uncovering yourself. And I just thought it was really different.
0: I love all of that. You mentioned Marie Kondo. When you are working with clients, do you find that it's more an issue of
1: organizing or
0: decluttering? Or is it a balance of both? It's a great
1: question. I want to say that most people believe that it's an organizational issue. That that's why they hire me. You know, they think that they just need their things organized and put in pretty boxes and they're they must not be seeing how it fits how it can all fit on the shelf. And I want to say 9.9 out of 10 times, it's actually a decluttering issue. Yeah. You know, we have to peel back. I mean, that's what I love doing is just taking the things out of the space that you don't need and really pointing out, like, why, why are we holding on to this and letting the things go that we don't need anymore? And then the organizing becomes very easy when we have less. Do I help people put them back in a, an organized manner? I do. I do for sure. But that part is so much easier when you have less. And when you realize, oh gosh, I and and, the, and you save money. I the amount of clients who, you know, maybe they hire me and they and they invest in me and they think, "Oh, this is a big investment." They find money while we're working together and they find things that they're, oh, I forgot I had that. Yeah. And then they they fall in love with what they found again. They don't need to go mm-hmm. shopping. It's amazing. But I would say the decluttering is really where my passion is more than anything. I love yeah. clearing. And that's why one of the services that I provide in person for my in-person clients is I do done for you donations. So I will take all of their donated items to the goodwill for them. So they so they get that feeling of really, it's gone, you know? Yeah. They love that. That's so good. When somebody's
0: overwhelmed and they have no idea where to even start, what would you suggest
1: as just a starting point or a first step? First, I would love for them to know they are not alone. That it happens to a lot of people. They are not alone and it is okay to ask for help that's the first thing then i would sit and focus on if do you know what you want like is there something that would make you really happy you know is it is it a new relationship is it a healthier body is it you know a better job and then i have a list of 60 things that you can declutter that are specific specific energy ties to that. Like if you're looking for a new relationship, I have a list and that I want to give to your your audience if I may. Yeah. It's an, I call it the energetic decluttering checklist. But like say you're looking for love. Maybe you've been divorced for a few years and you look around and you're ready to let love in but you don't know where. So let's declutter your old partner's side of the closet. Let's start there. Create space to call in this new relationship. You know, let's intentionally declutter. Let's go through the house and make sure there's no old picture frames they gave you or anything that when you walk through, I mean, we're so smart. We are so amazingly smart. We'll walk through a space and you can, you know, you can think that you are that it doesn't affect you but you know where it is. And I'm going to say <clears throat> I help a lot of divorced women and women who have lost someone to death who are now looking to to let love in again. They know exactly where their wedding dress is. You know, it's like are you going to wear that again? No. When you let love back into your life, if you want to get married again, you would never wear that same dress. Why are we keeping it? You know, that's a big one. And I know a lot of people are going, whoa, but I love my wedding dress. Of course you love it. You picked it out, right? It's a gorgeous dress, but the energy that's tied to it is no longer serving you to look for new love. And it's, that's a hard one, right? To get rid of an old wedding dress. Maybe, maybe it's hard for some people, maybe it's not. And I'm not saying we have to have a bonfire outside, You can donate it to beautiful causes or someone else who's ready for love again. You know, um, so that's an example of like an emotional tie to something, a tether that's on the list, you know, of like, and that's something you could work up to. If you were looking for, for increased wealth in your life, let's declutter old business cards from your previous jobs or from connections from your previous, you know, like, what are we doing with old business cards anymore? Why is that energy in our space? That's old, old news. So those are just examples of things that we can do. And that's what I would, I would say, if you're completely stuck, get help. And you can start with like my energetic checklist, that would be helpful. You could give someone a call, you could give a girlfriend a call. You know, I do. I do these monthly decluttering happy hours where we all just sit and talk oh, and declutter fun. one small chunk by ourselves in our house. I do that it has once to a be month. Powerful doing that together in a group. Yeah, yeah. Because you set aside the time, you have some accountability, and it's just it's that oomph to get started. All yeah. week they're like, okay this week I'm going to do the, you know, the junk drawer and then it gets done and you feel so good. Yeah. So just I one little say, thing. Yep. I would say start small. Do not take, don't do the Marie Kondo thing where you pull out all your clothes and put them on your bed because then where are you going to sleep, girl? <laughs> right. It might take a while. Yeah. I would say go small.
0: Okay. I like that. I'm, I'm a big advocate for just one thing at a time. Keep your focus small and just continue building as you go. That is really, really good. Okay. And those are very practical things. I mean, for me, if I am frustrated with my wardrobe and, you know, I have what I consider to be a pretty small wardrobe that I change out and piece different things together at different times to make it look new. But I really do have a small wardrobe. But I'm at the point now where I'm just like, I don't have the right thing. So let me just really go back through again. There's always something to get rid of and and create a new space for new things. So that's something I'm working on right now.
1: That's interesting that you're, you, you think of it that way instead of like, oh, I need a new pair of pants. Let me like go get those pants first. You're thinking like, what can I clear out first? Like, and just, I mean, I do it too. Like I said on the call, people look at my wardrobe and they think, Oh my God, you must have an amazing closet. I want to see your closet sometime. And I'm like, you would laugh. I share a little slider closet with my husband and we don't, I don't have a ton of clothes, but I just, like you said, mix and match stuff and every single piece I freaking love. Every single piece. <laughs> oh. So it's like, yeah. I we
0: know, talked I about that briefly. Everything. Yeah. We talked about how when I shop now, if I don't love it or need it, I just don't even get it. And I've taught my kids, if there's any doubt, just don't get it. That's the rule. If there's a doubt, don't get it. You can go back if you decide you want it, but just try to make those kind of decisions with your purchases and they've they've done pretty good and I've noticed my two girls who live on their own now I just in this conversation was thinking about I was getting a picture an image of the way they keep their homes and they keep it very 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 similar to how I keep my home so it, it, everything is learned
1: everything is learned and my boys are at an age you know they're now they're 6 and 7 and I hope this is helpful to your audience if they have younger children too, but you can't just say to your kids, go clean your room, go in your room and clean it. Don't come out till it's clean. You know, you're making cleaning like a punishment and it's, it's their space. And sometimes I, I, what I see a lot is we have overbought for them. There is not enough space for their stuff. They don't know what to do. So they start shoving it in places. So I'm a, Big proponent of helping my kids clean their room i don't go in there and do it for them all the time. I do sometimes, but I will help, especially my youngest son he needs like I said one task at a time, so it's like go in pick up all of the dirty clothes off the floor that's it, you know one task yeah. and then he does that and he comes back i'm like go find all your stuffed animals and put them in the bin. You know, so it's like one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And sometimes their room gets so out of control that I do go in and I I make sure that the system is right for them. We have a system for them. It's not like a rainbow system that they're that or something. For me and my boys, they have a bin for things with faces. (laughs) They have a bin for transportation. They have a bin for building supplies, which is like Legos. And then they have a miscellaneous, you know, what else, what other piece of plastic thing? So they have these different bins and they know what goes where. Does this have a face? No, it must be either something else, you know, but finding a system that really works for them and training them and not punishing is so important. And that's why your girls are now keeping their homes because they see what, what beauty and what, 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 else they can get done. And, and they have the pride in the place and they know how to do it. So, yeah. Full. And
0: it's not so like for your little ones, it's not so overwhelming that they just can't remember or know where to put what, like you've kept it, that balance of not overloading them with too much that right. there's not a then, place for these things.
1: I mean, and then I, I declutter I go in and declutter because children are natural hoarders, right? So like they'll go to birthday parties and they come back with every little tiny plastic thing. They have (laughs) all the toys from McDonald's or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, they will not miss this. They will not miss this. We are the parents, we are the gatekeepers. It is our job. It they don't get to keep everything. Anything that's broken goes bye-bye. Anything that like, you know, and my children have never missed it. Some of my clients are like, "Oh, my children will miss it." Okay. Then what we do is we put it in a big box and we put it up out of reach and we see how long it takes, okay? And then we can either get it out or we can rotate it in. Whatever makes sense. But having too much things for children is is overstimulating and it's it's overwhelming them. And you know, we don't want them to live a life of overwhelm. Why are we doing that to them? So give them fewer choices. You know, just the other day, my children dumped a huge bin of Legos on the floor. And when it came to cleaning it up, woe is me, there's no way we can do it. So I was like, well, clean up what you wanna keep and I will clean up the rest. And they know exactly what that means. You know? That is good. I love that. We'll clean up what you feel you can take care of and I'll get the rest. <laughs> Magically, the room is, you know, but, you know, oh, but honestly, clean up what we can take care of. And that's something for us too only have the amount of things that you can take care of yeah yeah you know that makes us a steward right it makes right. us a steward of things only have the things that you can take care of on this earth and like if it's 20 pairs of jeans that you can take care of that sounds like a lot to me but okay <laughs> okay you know, that's that would put me into overwhelm but that's just right for someone else and so someone else can take care of that and has the space oh, so I just love that you know yeah.
0: Only keep what you that's, can take gonna care of. That's going to be my of. new thing, so Barbara. I,
1: I like that, that like just have what, what you can take care of. We don't need so to good. live in in excess.
0: We don't. We really, really don't. And they I love that you them. brought
1: up the shopping aspect of it because a lot of times, I know we, we referred to this earlier too, but a lot of times that is, that's, you know, the wound that we're healing or people go to shopping a lot as a, what is it called? Oh, it's a joke. Retail therapy, Right. Oh, retail therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Retail therapy, but then they don't return and they don't. It's a, we're, we're, we're getting wasteful, right? So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's how I was so for so much of my life. I mean, I did grow up without a lot. And so, whenever I had even, I went into debt even just to have to knowing I could buy something that I wanted, I bought it. And, and I did that most of my life. And now finally, I, I, you know, in the last several years, I have totally completely changed. And it's with learning more about how the mind works and how behaviors work and how these patterns that are learned over your life, they continue on forever. And they just you pass them on to your children. And I, I just started to wake up to some of the ways that I had and didn't like some of the things that I saw and the results from living a certain way. So now just approaching things differently, just having different new behaviors that are good and better. Was there
1: something that switched for you from that? Or was it like a, a just a realization, a debt thing? Or- um, I think,
0: you know, change. several years ago when I had a huge change in my life, like I had a life experience that just kind of led me to seek more into the, in the space of personal development. And I just started learning about all these different things with personal growth, just overall. And you know, your perspective changes, your thoughts change, your attitudes change, your thoughts, your beliefs. You just have new awareness altogether. And so you can start living in all these different areas of your life completely differently. And you start to see the difference from within. And it's amazing. So, this is one of them just the space organization is such a huge thing for so many people.
1: And it's something that that we can do you know, that without pouring money into and just, we, we can clean up our space. We can take a first step. And I, that's what I, I love. I love getting women unstuck and just yeah. seeing what else is out there.
0: I know because there is so much more possibility out there. Well, this has been so much fun and it went by so fast. Tell us what you have for the listeners. I know you have something that you wanted to offer.
1: Yes, I would if I mean I would love to offer you guys everything, but I'm going to say two things. I want to give you that decluttering checklist. So I'll give you a link. It's a decluttering checklist. It's energy related. So, you know, again, emotional energy is relationship building, whether you want to better your relationship with your children, your partner, call in a new partner, better the relationship with yourself. These are just a list of things that you can get rid of now. And that'll help opening up that heart space. The emotional energies and the physical energies, if you're looking at better health, things like that, or better wealth in business. So that's the energetic checklist that I want to give you. And then I'd also love to throw out the invite to the Decluttering Happy Hours. So I do them the third Monday of every month. And I'm on the Pacific Coast. So we do it at 7.30 after I put the boys to bed. And I have a spritzer and I'll answer any any decluttering or organizational questions anyone has while we all declutter on Zoom, cameras on, cameras off, pants on, pants off, whatever you feel. And we all tackle oh, one fun. small manageable chunk together. You do whatever you want. Some people just eat dinner and hang. And some people will like clean out, like I said, a drawer or a recipe box or anything. And it just, it creates community. So those are Doing two things together. I would
0: love yeah. Invite is community. Amazing. Oh, thank you. Yes. I'll put the link for both of these things in the show notes. And then where do you spend time on social media?
1: I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, Are you? Okay. Yeah. I'm on Facebook a lot at Unison Francis. So find me there. I'm also on Instagram, but yeah, Facebook and Instagram. And I do a little on TikTok with Go Goddess Organizing. But um, Okay, perfect. Come find me. Be my friend. Yes,
0: that is so fun. Okay, the last thing before you go is I do something at the end of each show when I have a guest called Bless Me With Three. So are you game to play this little thing with me?
1: Please.
0: All right. So the first thing, do you have a favorite um, either scripture or quote or even saying? And of course, this can totally tie to your business or just life in general, whatever you want. Is there anything that stands out to you?
1: Hmm. You know, I mean, just just the idea of what's coming to me now is like the 12 apostles like just leaving everything behind to follow their calling to follow Jesus and listen to the teachings and how the that idea of leaving things behind and how when we have so much leaving it becomes harder to leave behind like I couldn't, I could never, I have a house. I have this, I have this, I have this. So sometimes the amount of things we have is stopping us from going forward. It's just that idea kind of came to me just now. That is good. I love that. Okay. The next one
0: is, do you have a favorite book or person, author in this space that you're in that you like to follow yourself or share with others? You mentioned Marie Kondo and you also mentioned, was it Alison Armstrong?
1: Oh, yes. I love Alison Armstrong for relationships. And then I'm just reading. This is an oldie bit of goodie. Clear your clutter with feng shui, Karen Kingston. And this is, so I'm going to just hold that up right there. So clearing your clutter. Clearing the clutter with feng shui. Okay. Yeah. Karen Kingston. I would say that.
0: Okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay, last one. Who has inspired you either personally, professionally, or both in your life the most, would you say? And it could be somebody, you know, obviously you don't know and have followed from afar or somebody personal, like a friend or a family member.
1: Hmm. Gosh. You know, what's coming to me is that Jim Rohn quote about just like surrounding yourself with with people, like Um, you are the, 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 the sum of like the five people you surround yourself with. and I especially Barbara, just being a part of this e-women's network, but like just really watching women in my life. I don't know if there's one specific, but I just feel like there's something happening. Maybe it's to me, maybe it's women in general, but it's just like the rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. And I think we're going places. And it's like everybody I know. It's everybody I know. I don't know if there's one specific that I'm watching. You know, what's really interesting is like with TikTok and Facebook social media, I don't know any of these people personally, but they become friends quickly and they're really putting themselves out there. I've been very impressed with like business coaches like Rachel Peterson, Elise Myers really puts herself out there. So just even social media people who are just they don't, you wouldn't think they have a platform to stand on and they know how to get their message across. And I've been finding that very inspirational lately. Just that going is, big. Because we yeah. all have it in us. We all have it in us. We just have to unbury that inner goddess. Yeah,
0: it's true. And I have been finding that for myself. I've been feeling more and more connected to people, whether it's through a platform or in person, and just this potential for growth and connecting and serving others through what my gifts are, because we are all unique and we all do have our own set of gifts and talents and uh, passions and interests. And it's amazing what we can do and contribute when we just open ourselves up and get brave and get bold. And that's what I find myself doing right now is just committing to a new next level of boldness and courage to put myself out there and give what I can and connect with
1: others. So I love that you said that. Yeah. I feel like 2024, I know we're not there yet, but I feel like this year is going to be massive, like a massive shift of energy. And I'm writing something right now called The Year She Let Go, The Year She Let It Go. And I, I just got goosebumps when I said that, but it's like, let it go, girl. Yeah. That's a good one. Is that a book you're writing? It's a planner. It's a helpful guide it's not out yet. I know your audience wants it, but they'll have to just be friends with me somehow. To yeah. See it. But no. yeah we'll, I'm, we'll I'm planning sure to on know. a room by room guide on how we can intentionally touch everything in our home and decide if it stays or goes throughout oh, the that's year. Good. Gracefully yeah, and intentionally.
0: On that one.
1: I hope so. I think it's going to be, be really helpful. helpful.
0: It, it definitely will. No doubt. Well, thank you. This was so much fun. And Ooh. we meet again next week in person. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on and being willing to, to share what, what you know. Yeah.
1: All right. We'll again.